Pastor John Cannon and the Congregation of Victory Church welcome you to this lesson from the Word of God. It is our heartfelt desire to see you grow closer to the Lord and to help you become all that He has created you to be. Our prayer is that through this ministry you would come to know Him in a greater way and that these teachings from the Scriptures will equip and motivate you to fulfill His plan in your life. Now, let's join Pastor John as we study the Word together. our family Sunday and uh, every second Sunday of the month Debbie and I get up here and and teach but today's a little different uh, because I want to share with you being this is our family Sunday I want to share with you our strategy moving forward into the fall collectively as a church family okay so I hope and pray that that you understand this is our mission right here it's our mission statement to where we're loving God loving others and passing our faith to the next generation. And we intentionally do this and live this out every single day of our life, but especially in every single ministry and everything that we're involved in here at Victory Church. It has a purpose. We do it intentionally. Everything from kids' church to vacation Bible school to Awana to the Connection Cafe, and the idea behind the Connection Cafe is you connect with God and one another. It goes back to the loving God and loving one another. There's all types of classes that take place back there, fellowship classes, spiritual classes, small group classes that are helping you connect with God and with one another. Our children's ministry, our one, everything that we do, we really unpack it in this threefold mission statement of Victory Church, right? If it doesn't come in alignment with this, then we don't want to be involved with it here at Victory because we believe passionately that this is what God has in store for Victory Church. This is our mantra. This is what we drive in every, in class 101. I taught this very same thing. The banners out in the Connection Cafe have this exact same statement on it. So, and that's even why we've chosen the second Sunday of the month as Family Sunday. And we drill down on the families. I was talking with a pastor this past week and uh, here locally in the area, and we were talking about family ministry or families within our church. And he made the statement, he said, you know, our church is only as strong as the strongest family. And I said, no, I disagree. He said, what do you mean? I said, I think our church is only as strong as our weakest family. Right? Just like a chain is only as strong as its what? Weakest link. Okay, you can have strong links in that chain, but it's going to break where it's the weakest in that one link. I think the same thing is true of our church, right? We're only as strong as our weakest family, spiritually speaking. That's why I have a passion to pour into our families. Not that I'm an expert on it, but I I have had 34 years of marriage and several of those years raising children 25 plus years of being a pastor. I don't know what perfection looks like because I am not perfect, but I do know where the bumps in the roads are. I do know where the potholes are. And all I want to share with you is, hey, there's a bump there. I hit it. There's a pothole there. I ran through it. I made a mistake here. Don't make that mistake. That's really what I want to do as your pastor. Just pour that into you and bring the scripture and the word of God alongside of you so that you can have a strong spiritual family. 
this morning, I don't think Adam and Tanya would mind me sharing with you, but they were talking about their spiritual journey. And I said, you know what that looks like on paper? And I pulled a post-it note off my desk, and I drew the triangle, and you may have seen this. And at the top is God. And at the bottom on each other corner of the triangle is, is the husband and the wife. I said, you know how you, how you grow closer together? You grow closer together in your individual personal relationship with the Lord. So as you are growing closer to God and you're doing that together as a husband and wife, you're naturally being drawn closer together. And everything now is starting to get in alignment in your marriage and in your home. Well, I think that's important for all of us that we do have this personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, that we love the Lord and also that we love others and also that we're intentional about passing our faith to the next generation. So if you have your Bibles, I want you to open them up, please, to the book of Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter number six. And I'm going to be talking about our strategy. And we've kind of been involved in this for many, many years. And it's kind of what led to our mission and everything that we're intentionally trying to do. But I want to get back to on the discipleship side of things and the teaching side of things to get back to driving this throughout our church collectively together and into our small groups and more importantly into our families. Okay, so I want us to look in Deuteronomy 6 before I read this scripture. Let me pray and then we'll jump right into this. Father, thank you, Lord, for our time together today. Uh, We just ask your blessings on this message, on this teaching from your word. Father, we thank you for what you're doing at Victory Church, for what you have done for all these years, what you're doing currently, and how you're going to bless and continue to meet all of our needs in the future. And may everything be done in a way that brings honor and glory to you. Father, we love you. Open up our hearts and our mind and our ears and our eyes And help us to comprehend and see and know what thus saith the Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Are you there? Deuteronomy chapter 6. Okay. If you're not there, I'll have the scripture for you on the screen. And you can certainly see it there. Deuteronomy 6. I want to begin reading in verse 1. Oftentimes we jump really quick to verse number 4. But I want us to jump in at verse 1 and read this. Scripture says, This is the command, the statutes and ordinances. The Lord your God has instructed me to teach you so that you may follow them in the land you're about to enter and possess. Do this so that you may fear the Lord your God all the days of your life by keeping all of his statutes and commands and giving you and your son and your grandson and so that you may have a long life. Listen, you want to have a long, blessed, prosperous life? The scripture saying, do these commands. Pay attention to God's commands. Pay attention to his statutes. Pay attention to the word of God. Obey it. Live it out in your life. Then he says, verse 3, listen, Israel, and be careful to follow them so that you may prosper and multiply greatly. Did I tell you I'm having a grandbaby? Right? It just pops in my mind all the time. Right? I've known for a couple weeks I haven't been able to tell anybody. Because Yahweh, the God of our fathers, has promised you a land flowing with milk and honey. Verse 4. Listen, Israel. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. Now, the command starts here in verse number 5. Pay attention. The first thing he tells us to do is love the Lord your God. What are we to do? Love the Lord. 
Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your strength. And these words that I'm giving you today are to beware in your heart. Okay? So this whole idea of loving God and passing our faith to the next generation that we're getting into in this passage, where does it begin? It begins with us as individuals. It begins in our heart. We can't pass down anything to our kids that we, first of all, do not possess and that we're not living out, especially our faith. Because, and I think somebody already said it earlier today, more is caught than taught. They're watching us, right? So the love that we have for the Lord is to be in our heart. Matter matter of fact, there's a New Testament reference to this. And if you look in verse number 6 and following, these words I'm, I'm giving you today are to be in your heart. Repeat them to your children. Talk about them when you sit in your house, when you walk along the road, and when you lie down, and when you get up. Now, in verse number 4 and 5, that's what's called the Shema, okay? Every Jewish boy, as he was growing up and coming through training, probably the very first passage of Scripture that he memorized was Deuteronomy chapter 6. We call it the 6, okay? If you go over to Matthew 22, you don't have to turn there, and I don't have the Scripture on the slide, Byron, just leave it there. If you go over to Matthew 22, there are some Pharisees And Sadducees that come up to Jesus, they're scholars in the word, and they're trying to trick him. And they say, Master, what is the greatest command? Immediately, the Lord Jesus quotes Deuteronomy 6. And he says, love, put it on the screen, Byron, if you will. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Right? But then he says something else in Matthew 22. He adds something to that. And he says, the second is like unto the first. And what is that? You know this, church. What? Love your neighbor as yourself. Right? So here we are in Deuteronomy 6, Matthew 22. And the two greatest commands that Jesus said is that we are to love God and love others. Right? So to live that out in our daily life. But then the third part of it is here in verse number 6 or verse 7. He says, repeat them to your children. We have a responsibility. We have a responsibility as parents that we teach the word of God to our children. Guys, do you know who the primary faith trainer is? It's really not me. And it's not a youth pastor, and it's not a children's church worker, it's not an Awana's director. You know who the primary faith trainer is for that child? It's the parents. It's mom and dad. It's our responsibility that we teach our children. Now, I've often through the years had folks that may somewhat disagree with me there, and it seems like those that disagree are far far more opinionated and verbalize it than those that are in agreement. Those in agreement, I really don't hear much from them. Oh, yeah, I agree, and they walk out the door, right? Those that disagree, I hear from them, right, quickly, right? 
Like the time when I made the illustration about a tuba player and the only place a tuba player could ever be and have purpose is in a marching band. And little did I know the mother of a tuba player was sitting in the congregation and her son just made a CD with four other tuba players in different tones. And she let me know immediately after the service, my son's a tuba player and he's not in a marching band and he does an amazing job. I'm, oh, you missed the point completely, right? So sometimes I do hear from those that disagree. Probably more often than I do from those that agree, right? But I have had those parents come to me and say, you know what? I know what Scripture says, but I don't believe that's for me. I'm just going to let my child find their way spiritually. I don't want them to go to church because I tell them to go to church, right? I'm going to let them discover their own path spiritually. Now, I've had some parents tell me that. And they thought they were being very spiritual. I said, okay, let's, let's take that logic a step further. Do you really believe that? Oh, yes, that's my philosophy. In all things, oh, yes, that's my philosophy. Okay, here's the deal. Monday morning, when it's time for your kid to get on that school bus and go to school, why don't you just let that child decide if he would like to go to school and see if education's really for him? See if he wants to really discover math. No offense, Terry. As a math teacher, right? See if he really wants to discover reading and whatever else at school. Oh, no, no, no. They've got to get an education. Well, to me, their spiritual well-being is far more important than any education. Now, I'm not against education, but it's far more important than any education they may get, right? So it's our job, it's our responsibility to teach and train our children. Now, notice in Scripture, in verse 7, it says we are to repeat them to your children Talk about them when you sit in your house, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. Now think about that, if you will, in the context of a family. When is it that we are to be teaching and instructing and talking to our children about the principles that are found in the Word of God? You may say, well, that's devotion time. After supper, we do it at 6.30 every evening. Well, if you do that, that's great. But Scripture says that you should be doing that all the time. Right? When you get up, when you lie down, when you're sitting in the house, when you're out and about walking, driving down in the community or down the road. So Scripture says that we are to be doing that all the time. We're to be, yeah, the lights just came on, right? right. I'm glad I'm not the only one that saw that. Okay? So the point is, we're to be looking. Now, here's what I want you to to get. I want you to be looking for God moments, those God moments. You know, those times in life when your children are doing something or saying something or a discussion comes up or an observation that your child sees something and they ask you about something. I mean, it may not be that they're in trouble, but just something comes up and you say, hmm, God moment. This is a time now that I can teach you what the principle of God's Word has to say about that particular subject. So I want you to look for those God moments. And if you'll pay attention, you'll have those all the time in raising kids, right? You're always going to have those teachable moments in raising a family because something's going to come up and you're going to think, 
God's word speaks into that. That is a great time. Now, here's what I don't want you to do. I don't want you to go get the big living room family Bible that weighs 35 pounds and hit Junior over the head with it and say, here's chapter and verse and drive him into the scripture. I want you to have the word of God where? We've already talked about this. In your heart. You love the Lord. You have his love in your heart. You're meditating day and night on scripture. You're learning the principles of the word of God. Now all you got to do is say, Johnny, listen, what if this were the scenario? And then you just paint a picture of what scripture teaches about that particular subject or topic that comes up. You know what that's called? That's called taking advantage of a God moment, right? That's called living out Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 7 And following, where we repeat this to our children, talk about them when you sit in the house, when you walk on the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. Now, in Acts chapter 4, in 1 Corinthians and other passages of Scripture, there's three different references in the New Testament that talks about gifts that God gives to us as individuals. But also in Scripture, it talks about gifts that God has given to the church. One of those gifts that God has given to the church is the pastor slash teacher, which is my role. So look to your neighbor and say, he's a gift from God to us. Go ahead. I realize nobody's doing that. That's okay. I'm just kidding, right? Just just kidding. But that really is a gift that God gives someone to teach the word of God so that we can go out and live it. Now, in Acts chapter 4, you know what, what my role is? My role is to equip you for the work of the ministry. So many churches have this wrong. They think, boy, we pay the preacher. Let's just come sit and watch him work. Right? We pay the preacher to make those visits. We pray to pay the preacher to do all this ministry. We pay the preacher to go to the hospital. We pay the preacher to do the funerals. We pay the preacher to do all. Listen, that's nowhere found in Scripture. You know what is found in Scripture? That it's the pastor's job to be a under-shepherd, shepherding under the Lord Jesus Christ, to be a teacher, to be a slash equipper. You know what my primary function is as a pastor? It's to equip you to do the work of the ministry. That's my ministry, It's to equip you so the church can grow and so we can minister to our community. So my role is to equip you. So let's bring that role that I have into this passage of Scripture. What does that look like? Well, my primary function and my primary role is to equip you to be the primary faith trainer in the home. That is our strategy. That's what I want to unpack for you now moving forward in starting the first week of September and beyond. We're going to have a little twist in this strategy. It's called connect. And what we're trying to do, we're trying to connect the church and the home together. Right? One of the things that we're also trying to do, we realize that in the church, and I know you can't read this fine print, but I'll throw it out there on Facebook and you guys can see it all. But in the print right here, in the fine print, it says we spend one hour a week here. Now, if we're involved in some other ministries or small group or different things, it may go to two hours or it may even go to three. Uh, But most of the time we're here all together on Sunday morning, right? So one hour a week. Listen, guys, that's not enough for your kids. Heavens knows that's not enough for your children. 
But right here in the fine print, it says the power of parental influence. So here in the home, the, the parent is the primary influencer in the home. So what we've got to do, we've got to build a strategy to where we can equip the parent spiritually to be the primary faith trainer in the home so that as they're living out verse number 7 and having those God moments come to fruition, they'll have some scripture or principles or an idea of something that they can share with little Johnny to teach him the word of God, right? So this is our strategy, and this is what we're attempting and trying to do. And we're moving it a step further now, going into the month of September and beyond, right? We've kind of laid a good, strong foundation, and now it's time to lay the block work and get the rafters on and continue building the house, okay? So that's what we're going to do. So with the remainder of my time, which uh, you're looking at your watch, and if my watch is correct, my time is up, right? But give me about 10 minutes here, and I want to share the strategy with you, and I want to put some resources in your hand that's going to help you as parents be the primary faith trainer in the home, okay? So here's what I want us to do. Starting the first Sunday of September, we're going to start on a series of sermons that everyone collectively is going to be involved in, okay? And the way you're going to be involved is because through the week you're studying that particular passage of Scripture. So, with that being said, there's some resources here that I have. I'm going to ask my wife to come up here and help me, if you will, please. Help me with these resources so I don't fumble all around these. Okay? I have nine different resources here that I have numbers on all of them just so I do not get them mixed up. But I want you to see we have... Come over here on this side. And we're going to start with number one and following. Okay, we have resources. Now, unfortunately, the church is not going to be able to purchase all of these. So they're like three bucks, four bucks or something like that for these that you can get for your family for the quarter for three months. So this resource starts in September. It runs September, October and November, three months of resource. So if you have a pre-K in your home, this particular one is called cuddle time. Now, here's what I want you to get the idea of. In cuddle time and in uh, the, the second one is K1 through 2. That one's grade 2 through 3. That one's grade 4 through 6. Okay? We have these different resources. So you've got to look at your family and your children and think, what age group are they? We have a resource for them. We even have middle school. We have high school. Uh, we have young adults, college or, or young adults. We have one that's the fusion right here is this fusion is parents with kids living at home. Uh, this one is parents with uh, children that are grown and not living at home. So we have a resource for everybody. But here's the beautiful thing about it. Hand me the fusion, God. Matter of fact, before you hand me the fusion, God, I want you to look at this one. This is, this is Brink, and some of these are available electronically that you can get a subscription to, and we can let you know which ones are available. If you want it on your phone or your iPad or what have you, or tablet, you can get those. But, but here's Brink for the college. Uh, we have a high school one here uh, that's for the high school students. But hand me the, the Fusion one with kids at home, right here, with kids at home. This is what I want you to see. Now, you can get these. We can get these ordered for you. And we want to start the first week of September. Okay? So, here we go. 
And this is what we're going to do. Now, you can get together with these studies and with these resources. You can do it just with your family. You don't have to be in a small group to do this, okay? And for those that are not in a small group, that's okay. You do not have to be in a small group to do this. As a matter of fact, your small group may not even choose to do this. That's up to your small group. Whatever you guys want to do, I would encourage you guys to do this. But especially, I want all of our families to do this. What we're going to be doing, we're going to be studying together every single week, everybody in the church, the exact same topic. Okay? And we have resources like open up uh, the, the high school, the middle school, the velocity. Open it up to week number one. And tell me what the theme is for week number one. The theme, the theme is choosing God's way. That's for a middle school student. High school student, the theme is the exact same thing. For the parents, the adults, the theme is the exact same thing. For the, for the little kids from K-1 all the way up through grade school, the theme is the exact same theme. But it's taught on their level. So here's what's going to happen. You as a parent are going to be able to study with the entire family the exact same topic and theme. And then we're going to come in on Sunday and I'm going to introduce the new theme for the week. Then you're going to go home that week and everybody's going to study that together with their individual family. Maybe you're not part of a small group, but you're connected with another family or two. Maybe a couple of families want to get together and study this together collectively. And then every day you have a little bit of a devotion. I want you to look. So the theme is choosing God's way in week number one for September. Every day there is a goal or a fusion fact. The week's goal is to value wisdom and realize that we can ask God for it. So it's gaining wisdom by asking God for it. Now, every day there is a fusion fact or a, uh, a, an, a point that we're trying to drive home every single day. For Monday, the fusion fact is the God of all wisdom graciously shares it uh, when, when his children ask for it. Let me turn the page here. For Tuesday... It is the fusion fact is honey may get you into sticky situations, but God's wisdom will get you out of them. Uh, theme number fusion fact for Wednesday, the best way for, for children to learn love to love God's word is to live with adults who do. Thursday, God's wis, godly wisdom is more valuable than wealth. Friday, regardless of your field of expertise, God's wisdom will set you apart from others. Okay, so the idea is you have a small devotion that you do every single day as a couple, as a family. Uh, it has kids' devotions that has the exact same theme or lesson on their level, and you're studying this together, okay? So individual families can do this. You can connect with other families and do this together if you want to create a little small group. Small groups that are existing can do this. And then every week I am going to introduce the next week's theme. And then we're going to study it all week long. I think this is going to be a great way. Now, from time to time, there's going to be a time when I need to break away from the theme on Sunday morning, right? And share with you a sermon on this or a topic on this or something else that may come up throughout the year as the Lord leads me, okay? Otherwise, we're going to be defaulting into this particular theme so that collectively as a church, we're all studying and growing the same way or the same thing at the different levels of spirituality and the different levels of ages. Does that make sense? So here's what I want you to do, and you may have more questions about this. After the service today or throughout the week or at any time, I want you to contact the church office, okay? We have a spreadsheet already kind of unpacked here, broken down with each of the different age groups. All we need is your name 
and which particular study you want, resource you want. You may want one or two or maybe one for mom and dad and then one for little junior or whatever the case may be, okay? And then put it on there, and then we're going to place this order. We're going to get this order in so that we have all these resources by the first week of September so we can get started on this studying together and repeating the Word of God together in our hearts and in our lives, okay? Does that make sense? Get it? All right, so what's this called? It's called our D6 strategy of really trying to pass our faith to the next generation to get us on one page and get us studying and growing spiritually together. Give my wife a hand. Thank you, Miss Cannon. Hey, did I tell you she's going to be a grandma? All right. Well, guys, that's what I wanted to share with you today, a little strategy of what it is we're trying to do here. And, um, and I'm real excited about moving forward into this. I will have handouts that I'll be able to give you every single Sunday with the theme. And then what I'm going to say from Scripture about that, I'll have those available for you. And then collectively, collectively as a family, you'll be able to study those throughout the week. Okay? All right then. Well, thank you for joining us for this lesson from the Word of God. We know that the truth you have just heard will change your life if you believe it and intentionally apply it. If you need someone to pray with, or maybe you just want someone to talk to, please call us at 618-622-9360, or you can email us at victoryfwb at gmail.com. If you're interested in obtaining more teaching materials, or if you'd like to partner with us in this ministry, please contact us. You can email, call, or send a request to 223 Scott Troy Road, O'Fallon, Illinois, 62269. And again, we thank you and are glad you could join us.